Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, a Wasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. Thank you, Congressman Comer, Republican chair of the House Oversight Committee from Kentucky. It's exactly what he did today. They've been investigating the Bidens for months now, and they're coming up with all kinds of smoking guns. And I think this is one of them, a Wasco. That is a company started by Hunter Biden. What do they do? Uh, basically, they just take checks and issue checks, okay? It's no goods, no services, but it is Hunter Biden's company. And now we know that automatic payments were set up through this form, an ACH, an automatic clearinghouse form from a Wasco to Joseph R. Biden. Yes, indeed. From a Wasco Hunter's company to Joe Biden. At the time, in 2018, he was the former vice president of the United States. $1,380 a month. Monthly automatic payments. We all know about automatic payments. Whether you're on a pension or you have a job, everybody gets paid through automatic uh, deductions, right? It happens automatically. First, to set it up, though, you got to send the bank a check, right? And that's what Joe Biden did, according to the House Oversight Committee. That is Joseph R. Biden. It says void. They blacked out the ABA, the routing number, the account number, and all that stuff. But this is a big deal. It is. They're going to pretend it's not. Don't fall for it. Actually, they're going to just pretend it never happened. Owasco, first off, got money from China. This was established a while back. The Northern International Company uh, capital firm in China funneled $5 million to Hudson West 3, and money would routinely flow from Hudson West to Owasco. And now we have this connection to Joe Biden. Um, now, the House Oversight Chair did say something that wasn't, in my opinion, didn't capture the spirit of what's going on. Listen to this. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account, but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. This was actually very personal for Hunter Biden. The company was called Owasco. Owasco. Here's just to prove that uh, Hunter Biden, co-chairman of Owasco PC. Now, what is Owasco? Means something to Hunter. Uh, back when he was a kid, he would go to the Finger Lakes in upstate New York, a bunch of north-south running lakes, very famous here in New York State. So he went there as a kid because his mom, his birth mother, Natalie, was born there in a place called uh, Skinetalese, I believe. Her name was Nelia, sorry, very close to Owasco. Now, all of Hunter's shell companies have been named for these various lakes where his grandparents lived and he would spend the summer. And... How personal is this to him? I mean, really personal. Look at Hunter Biden's back. See that back? Those are tattoos. Those aren't scars. That's what I first thought. They're at it's actually a tattoo of the Finger Lakes. It matches with the Finger Lakes. And there's Owasco. All right. So this is a this is pretty serious stuff. Now, the media, they will not be swayed. No matter what you show them, they will dismiss it. What they haven't found is any evidence that President Biden, you know, did favors for Hunter Biden's clients or that he benefited in any way. There's been no evidence of ties to the president or any uh, evidence of any wrongdoing on the part of Joe Biden. There's no evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this, uh, at least nothing that they have brought forward. Nothing that they have brought forward. Well, how about going to look for some? They are so lazy and dumb, reporters these days, and they're so entitled. You have to bring it to me. Remember the old days, Woodward and Bernstein? They stayed in Washington the summer of 1972, sweating it out. They don't do that anymore, but uh, this is significant. This is real. 
I have to go through the denial, though. Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, says this. The truth is Hunter's father helped him when he was struggling financially at the age of 49 due to his addiction and could not secure credit to finance a truck. This is all about a truck payment. Next, please. When Hunter was able to, he paid his father back and, and took over the payments himself. Uh, the $1,380 he was getting every month, and this is just a little sign, it was all for a truck payment, right? Because Joe, out of the goodness of his heart, bought his 49-year-old son a truck. And whenever these issues come up, they do what Abby Lowell just did, what Joe Biden did in the debate, claim the addiction, look for sympathy. My son, and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it, and I'm proud of him. Yeah, that's uh, that's like I think that's literally a get out of jail free card. That's what he wants it to be. You know, if Joe were a compassionate, empathetic man, would he have let his drug addict son travel the world with him, meeting leaders? all over the place, doing business for himself. We've shown you this video before. Joe gets off the front of the plane and Hunter lurks around in the background, country after country. This man suffering from a serious addiction, I'm told, is this is not a kid who's just touring the world with his grandfather. This is a guy who has business to do, and he can do the business because his father is the vice president of the United States. There he is with the ambassador, Joe. Everything looks great. Guess who we're about to see? Hunter, get in the back of the limousine. Where is he? There he is. You think he's there to just um, go to Oktoberfest, have some beer? All right. So you know what we're talking about here? This is what we're talking. Now, oh, their excuse for all this, they mentioned the loan repayment. That's their excuse for everything these days. Any weird money that's coming Joe Biden's way, it's a loan repayment. Just a couple of weeks ago, a $200,000 check from James Biden to Joe Biden, a loan repayment, uh, a $40,000 check from uh, Sarah Biden, his sister-in-law. It's just a loan repayment. And they write it on the check. And they think, yeah, okay, it's a loan repayment. That's all it takes. Um, you know what Abby Lowell and others are citing as evidence that this was a low, this was a loan repayment? The laptop. <laughs> They're taking material from the Hunter Biden laptop and saying, it's just a loan repayment. It says right there, loan repayment. You know, I never, uh, well, if I did, I don't. But if I got illegal uh, income, I would not label it illegal income you find another way to clean it up, also known as money laundering. I want to see that truck. Did Hunter need this to get to and from work? That's a pretty sweet truck. I wonder. A 2018 Ford Raptor. How about that Porsche? Uh, did Hunter need a, did he need a car? Didn't somebody give him $142,000, some weirdo in Kazakhstan? Yeah, you can look it up. That happened too. Uh, but it's actually getting harder and harder to look these things up because the New York Times will not acknowledge much of this. They look the other way. The New York Times is a full-time get Trump machine. And here's something we have to work on in the conservative world. Too often conservatives are reliant on the New York Times, the mainstream media. If they don't make it a story, well, then it's not a story. They have to make it a story and then we complain about it. But if they don't make it a story, we don't make it a story. That's a problem.
We got to work on that. We do certainly here at Newsmax. We don't fall for that trap. But here's an example of it. You know, the Mueller report dominated headlines for, what, two years, that whole phony story, 1,006 articles. And then the Durham report drops. And the Durham report, what does it do? It absolves, and they write three articles about it. And what, is the, what does the conservative media do? The Durham report basically held the FBI, said all kinds of problems there. They lied, they cheated, they stole. Six articles in the Wall Street Journal, five articles in my beloved New York Post. Folks, we have to do something. We have got to be on it. You know, the liberals are so disciplined. They all go in the same direction. Conservatives, we're not like that. We are about freedom of thought. So we aren't necessarily all on the same page, and we go in different directions. But there are some key issues we got to be kind of in sync on, and Biden family corruption is one of them. Now, to me, this is evidence as well. It's not hard and fast as a document or anything like that. But watch what happens when they question Hunter Biden about possible wrongdoing, his reaction, compared to Donald Trump, how he reacts. I believe Donald Trump is innocent. In fact, I know it. I believe Joe Biden is guilty. Watch how they react. It's, it's pretty wild. We did nothing wrong. This is a whole hoax. This is just like the Russia, Russia, Russia deal. This is like the fake dossier. And here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question. Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White House? I had every right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there and I took what I took and it gets declassified. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? All I know is this. Everything I did was right. We have the Presidential Records Act, which I abided by 100%. I have the right to declassify as president. Were you involved? No, I wasn't. Were you? No. What does that say? It depends on your perspective. To me, it says a lot. One man is innocent, Trump. Another man is guilty, Joe. But let's see what happens. I'll be right back with the latest from Israel. They are getting such a bum rap from our government and the media. Be right back. Did you wonder what happened to some of these women who were abducted by Hamas? The testimonies, the eyewitness accounts are nauseating, horrifying, and I'm sorry, brace yourself. Uh, we have this coming from a witness to the carnage. I saw this beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or 10 of the fighters, Hamas fighters, beating and raping her. She was screaming, stop it already. I'm going to die anyway from what you are doing. Just kill me. That happened, we're told, on October 7th, right at the scene of that, that concert where these amazing people were either killed or kidnapped and taken to something worse than hell. Uh, all kinds of reports from coroners about pelvises broken and signs of obvious rape and sexual torture. This has been downplayed or ignored. It has to be emphasized. It can't be forgotten. And the attack overall, what did they do? Hamas terrorists showed up at a concert and unloaded automatic weapons. They approached from the air. There they are. You can see all the people having a great time, and here they come on those 
paragliders that they constructed with the help of uh, probably Hezbollah and Iran. The aftermath, yeah, people are trying to move on. We can never, ever move on. I know Israel can't and shouldn't. The media is trying to dictate the terms. Not only the media, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, the, the Democrat establishment, the squad, about how Israel should be behaving right now. They're being condescending. They're being, I think, quite frankly, anti-Semitic and outright horrible. Here's Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, telling Israel how to defend itself. President Biden and I have also been clear, as Israel defends itself, it matters how. The United States is unequivocal. International humanitarian law must be respected. Too many innocent Palestinians have been killed. Frankly, the scale of civilian suffering and the images and videos coming from Gaza are devastating. This is devastatingly stupid and insensitive. Israel knows all about the rules of war. It's a civilized country. Hamas, they're barbarians. You know what they did. The world knows what they did. Who's Lloyd Austin? The Secretary of Defense keeps a suspiciously low profile. He's going to tell Israel how to defend itself as well. The lesson is that you can only win in urban warfare by protecting civilians. You see, in this kind of a fight, the center of gravity is the civilian population. And if you drive them into the arms of the enemy, you replace a tactical victory with a strategic defeat. Every civilized country on Earth wants to minimize the death of innocent people, collateral damage. It does happen. And quite frankly, America was awful at protecting the innocent during shock and awe and the Iraq war. Remember that? The country we invaded by mistake, by, uh, uh, under fake news, what? Fake intelligence? George W. Bush had some sort of weird daddy complex? Uh, we did that, and a lot of innocent people died. But W said a few interesting things on the night the war started. In this conflict, America faces an enemy who has no regard for conventions of war or rules of morality. Saddam Hussein has placed Iraqi troops and equipment in civilian areas, attempting to use innocent men, women, and children as shields for his own military, a final atrocity against his people. That is an atrocity, an atrocity that Hamas is committing right now. Why was it uh, not considered that much of a big deal when America was invading the wrong country? How much did you hear about the innocents? Michael Moore, maybe a couple of others, but was the institute, was America all that concerned? Media, no. He also said this. I want Americans and all the world to know that coalition forces will make every effort to spare innocent civilians from harm. Yeah, but we're not going to break too much of a sweat because this is war. Why I'm still bitter about it, quite frankly, this whole thing was unnecessary. I can tolerate collateral damage when the war, when there's no other choice. But here, this is an optional war. One more thing from W. Now that conflict has come, the only way to limit its duration is to apply decisive force. And I assure you, this will not be a campaign of half measures, and we will accept no outcome 
but victory. No half measures, decisive. We're going to go in big, big, big. And yeah, we killed a lot of people we shouldn't have killed. The tally of innocent people killed something like 315,000. Think back. How much concern did you hear about that? Did you hear a lot? But that's all we hear about it in terms of Israel. I don't know. There's something kind of out of sync. And I wonder why that is. Let's go back again to the Iraq war. Think of the moment. Think of how people were just having a good time supporting that war. America. Fortunately, we have an independent media in this country who would tell us the truth. The rallying around the president, around the flag, and around the troops clearly has begun. And we're going to win! You really have to be with the troops to understand that kind of adrenaline rush that they get. I just want you to know, I think Navy SEALs rock. The pictures you're seeing are absolutely phenomenal. When my country is at war, uh, I want uh, my country to win. Iraqi opposition has faded in the face of American power. What you're watching here is truly historic television and journalism. It was absolutely electrifying. They actually had to strap me in with my camera at the back of the plane. An awesome synchronized killing machine. Ted Koppel praising the killing machine. Look, I support our military. I wanted to win in Iraq. I was actually there as an embedded correspondent. But how much backlash was America getting uh, because of conduct of that war? Not nearly as much as Israel is getting, and why is that? I think it's because of anti-Semitism. I do. And um, this reminds me, you know, Liz Cheney is in the news a lot. It brings me back to Dick Cheney and all the lies he told us about, well, why it was so urgent for us to go to a country that did nothing to us. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Wow. Fear-mongering from Dick Cheney. Totally wrong and never held to account. He's passed the fear-mongering uh, gene, apparently, on to Liz. Liz is out there trying to scare people, not about Saddam and weapons of mass destruction, but about Donald Trump. Donald Trump has told us exactly what he will do. He will not abide by the rulings of the courts. In my view, you know, fundamentally, there is a choice to be made. You can't both be for Donald Trump and for the Constitution. You have to choose. People really, I think, need to understand and recognize the specifics, the details of what he tried to do in terms of overturning the election and seizing power. How is it that this woman who was voted out by, overwhelmingly by her constituents in Wyoming is being thrust upon us all the time by the fake news? She's the establishment. She has connections. She has money. And they must stop Trump. She's on board. This is personal for her. It's a way to kind of, um, well, clean up the Cheney name. More on that in a moment. Liz has been busy. If a person is a member of Congress and they have sworn an oath to defend the Constitution, can they defend the Constitution and also endorse Donald Trump? No. So it's they're, inconsistent. They're breaking with their oath by saying they would like him to be the next president. In my view, you know, fundamentally, there is a choice to be made. You can't both be for Donald Trump and for the Constitution. You have to choose. You hear that, my MAGA friends? Uh, they actually say out loud that we're a clear and present danger to democracy. We know that's not true. 
look, her father lied like crazy to the world. She's doing the same thing. And she's really compromising herself. What did she ever stand for? I think money and power. Here's the proof. The Speaker of the House is a collaborator to overthrow the last election. Absolutely. What happens if Mike Johnson's the Speaker on the 6th of January, 2025? He can't be. You know, we're facing a situation with respect to the 2024 election uh, where it, it's an existential crisis. Uh, and we have to ensure that we don't have a situation where an election that might be thrown into the House of Representatives um, is overseen by a Republican majority. So you would prefer a Democratic majority? Uh, uh, <laughs> Busted. Busted. Speaker Johnson can't be Speaker. It's not up to this spoiled brat. I'm sorry. This is a spoiled person. Father's the Vice President. She's a hundred millions of dollars flowing around. Doesn't work that way. And why are the Cheneys accepted by the mainstream media again? Well, because of this, because of the anti-Trump stuff. Just a couple of years ago, they made an entire movie about how rotten these people were. It was called Vice. Look, Hollywood, this was their opinion at the time. They've changed. Christian Bale plays Vice President Cheney. And this is on 9-11. And everybody's scared. Everybody's freaked out. Except the Veep. Watch. But Dick Cheney saw something else that no one else did. He saw an opportunity. As the world becomes more and more confusing, we tend to focus on the things that are right there in front of us, while ignoring the massive forces that actually change and shape our lives. So it's no surprise that when a monotone, bureaucratic vice president came to power, we hardly noticed. He achieved a position of authority that very few leaders in the history of America ever have. And it goes on to detail, well, the brutal excesses of the Bush-Cheney regime and the catastrophic mistakes and that they profited like crazy. It's worth seeing now, actually. I like it a lot better now than I, than I did a few short years ago. <sighs> we fell for it then. Don't fall for it now. Don't let it happen. I'll be right back. Look, the story's not about me. The story's not about someone else. It's about you. At The Balance, I remember why I'm here. The more we all know, the better we'll all be. Don't miss Eric Bowling, The Balance, tonight on Newsmax. Bam! The holiday season is here, and we both know that the most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, right? Two words, Omaha Steaks. I was so happy and so impressed with the quality of Omaha Steaks when I received a gift pack. I started sending them to some of my family, and they loved it. It's sort of become a family tradition, naturally aged for the ultimate tenderness, something that you'll notice right away, along with the juiciness and flavor of the world's best beef. This holiday season, skip the guesswork and skip the stress. Give them the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks, a wide variety, plus mouth 
mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, and even easy-to-prepare meals. Do not wait. Go to omahasteaks.com to save 50% off site-wide and use the promo code CARSON to save an additional $30 on your order. A minimum order may be required. Your friends, family, or business associates will love it. OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide right now, and don't forget about the promo code CARSON. That's OmahaSteaks.com, promo code CARSON, C-A-R-S-O-N. Anytime you hear someone tell you that uh, Israel should be going easy on Hamas, remember this. They are gang-raping women. Hamas fighters are gang-raping women, uh, Israeli women. Uh, there's this testimony. I saw this beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her. She was screaming, stop it already. I'm going to die anyway from what you are doing. Just kill me. We also hear that once they were finished, they were laughing. And the last one shot her in the head. These are unbelievably barbaric, um, unbelievably barbaric behavior. Yet some people in America are saying, well, we have to be considerate of both sides here, both sides. Uh, Tal Heinrich joins us. She is a spokesperson based in America for Benjamin Netanyahu. Welcome back. Some of us are still coming to realization of what happened on that day. How are you, first of all? Uh, Greg, thank you for asking. Uh, I can tell you that I was honored today to uh, be part of a uh, a very powerful event that the Israeli mission to the United Nations held today to bring awareness to the atrocities that happened on October 7th, the violence, the sexual violence that Hamas terrorists inflicted upon women, and the testimonies that we presented there. Well, it's heartbreaking, it's infuriating. And as I said in my opening remarks, you know, these women were murdered two times. First time when they were raped, mutilated, sexually assaulted, and the second time when Hamas terrorists put a bullet in them. Now, we will not allow for a third time to take place through neglect and silence. So the United States, we have the Biden administration, the Biden-Harris administration in office, as uh, Kamala likes to uh, say it. Uh, She has some words of advice for Israel, actually, and she thinks she knows how this war should be conducted. Take a look. President Biden and I have also been clear, as Israel defends itself, it matters how. The United States is unequivocal. International humanitarian law must be respected. Too many innocent Palestinians have been killed. Frankly, the scale of civilian suffering and the images and videos coming from Gaza are devastating. Well, yeah, but I find this incredibly condescending. I already know, and I believe your government has stated quite clearly, they would like to minimize the killing of innocent civilians, but it is an offshoot of war, and this is on Hamas, and I find it very insulting almost. If I were an Israeli, what do you feel about what she said and how she said it? In Jerusalem and Washington, Dragon, what pertains to the goals of this war? Um, to eliminate the Hamas terrorist regime, to minimize civilian casualties as we are doing it, and of course, to bring back all hostages home. And the day after, we also want to see a demilitarized Gaza. Now, I 
can assure you that the IDF is the most moral military in the world. Um, you, you are a service member, if I remember correctly. And, and let me ask you this. What kind of military announces ahead of time exactly where and when it's going to operate uh, to make sure that we can safeguard the civilian population of Gaza and tell them exactly where we want them to move to be safe? What kind of military does that? I would have to say one that is... Uh very humane and possibly so humane to the point that it's incurring great risk in trying to protect uh, civilian life, innocent civilian life. And, and, oh, by the way, that's very unique. Militaries like to not have collateral damage, but they, I know of nobody who's gone to that extent. That's my answer. Exactly. When when the dust will settle, and I'm sure you'll see that the civil casualty to, to combatant casualty ratio uh, will be much lower than other Western militaries campaigns that we saw in, in, in the fight against ISIS in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, uh, all right, listen, I know you've got to deal with the Biden administration, and uh, you've got to be careful. Everybody has to be careful about what they say. Tony Blinken has been flying back and forth. He looks like he's about to drop dead from uh, sleep lag or jet lag or, or whatever it is. Um, so I guess you can't talk too much about that. I don't see that they're being helpful. Maybe you can weigh in on this. There's a report that Benjamin Netanyahu, his government, um, had access to an intelligence report about a year ago that spelled out what Hamas was going to do here. And everybody's going bananas with that information. However, I don't think Benjamin Netanyahu, if I recall correctly, he wasn't prime minister a year ago, was he? You see, Greg, right now we're not uh, really in, in, in Israel dealing with politics. Of course, as you know, we're a, a vibrant democracy and we, we like to talk politics. But right now, nobody in the country is doing that because we are so determined and focused on, on, on what one issue. And that is um, to, to, to bring our hostages back home and to eliminate the Hamas regime. Because when, when these terrorists targeted us, they didn't care who we voted for. So and there's no doubt here that October 7th was a, a failure on our end, and, and we're a democratic state that conducts inquiries, and, and we will investigate. We are investigating as we go, and we draw lessons, because this can never, ever happen again. But there the will be a, a time and place uh, to provide more answers. It's just not the moment. Um, okay, final, though. Public support in America, it would be very beneficial for you to have that, correct? For the good guys, for the Israelis to have that in this battle, correct? Correct, 100%, although I will say that. Um, remember that Israel is not fighting for likes on social media and handshakes at the United Nations corridors. We are fighting a war for our survival, and we have to send a very unequivocal message, uh, hopefully not only from us, but from the international community against terrorism. You guys are amazing, quite frankly. And, uh, yeah, whether the whole world is against you or not, you guys are going to win. And uh, I appreciate it so much, Tal, you coming on. Good luck. I know it's tough. Thank you so and, much. And uh, Tal Heinrich, best to BB, and we'll be right back. You know, everybody's reporting the same stories, the same spin. You turn the channel, it's always the same. But not us. We're different. We report the real news. No spin, just the facts. Turn to us and you won't turn back. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax. You've said we are sort of sleepwalking into dictatorship in the United States. Dictatorship. 
Is that what we yeah. would have if we reelect Donald Trump? I think it's it's a very, very real threat and concern. And, and I don't say any of that lightly. And frankly, um, it's painful for me as someone who, you know, has spent her whole life in uh, Republican politics, who grew up as a Republican, to watch what's happening to my party. Yeah, Donald Trump would be a dictator, a dictator. They impeached him twice. Liz Cheney, just like her old man, trying to make people scared. Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction. Uh, don't fall for this fear-mongering. A lot of people are, though, potentially. Rick Leventhal joins us, international journalist, Fox News veteran, and author of Chasing Catastrophe. Great book covering his 35 years of, as a journalist. And also, Mark Simone, iHeartRadio talk show host. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you. I don't like Liz Cheney. Uh, she loses <laughs> really? by a million points, and she's still a <laughs> fake news icon, Mark. Well, she makes uh, uh, Ron DeSantis look like a great personality. She, uh, uh, I mean, I don't mean to compare DeSantis to her. That's not fair. But she is, uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm editing myself as I speak. Listen, the same media spent 20 years telling us the Cheneys were the most evil, awful people on earth. Now they're the, uh, the pillar of morality. We're supposed to follow them for guidance. Uh, listen, I understand why she hates Trump. He destroyed the Bush dynasty. The Cheneys were a big part of that. He uh, fought against the swamp. There's nobody swampier than her. I guess that's why she's mad. But I don't know why anybody listens to her. Rick, you were in Iraq. <laughs> we went to get weapons of mass destruction. That's what we were told. You risked your life. Yep. Uh, no I weapons did. of mass destruction. And somehow <laughs> we're still listening to the Cheneys. Well, first of all, I have bad news, Greg. You're going to hear a lot more from Liz Cheney because she wrote that book and everyone has her on to get her opinion for whatever reason. Uh, the other thing about the whole weapons of mass destruction search in Iraq was we did give Saddam Hussein about a six-month warning that troops were coming. We gave him all the time in the world to hide whatever he had that he didn't want us to find. So I'm still going to say that he had that. So we know he used chemical weapons in the past. And I know that's not why I'm here to talk about that. But we know he had them. He used them on his own people. He had plenty of time to get rid of them. So anyone who says, well, they weren't there, that's probably because we gave him a, a free pass to, to, to bury the evidence. No, Rick, I, I firmly disagree with you there. We ran that country for, what, uh, 12 years afterwards? Uh, review after review. We got it wrong uh, big time. Okay. And I think, I think well, it's because— I mean, it, I think it's because of Dick Cheney. Neither did I. We went where we were told there was a big story. We went over there. I still feel, quite frankly, a little bit uh, not bitter, resentful, resentful of the Cheneys. And Mark, they made a okay. lot of money, a lot of money in government. Uh, you know, I thought you went to government to serve. If you look it up, uh, the Cheneys are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And what is her argument that Donald Trump would, would go after his enemies, prosecute them? Uh, weaponize the Justice Department. Where's she been for the last six months? She hasn't said a word about Joe Biden. You know, you, you can't, you don't have to speculate on what Donald Trump would do as president. We've already seen him be president for four years. We know exactly what he'll do, and he'll do great things. Hey, I don't know if you guys have heard, because it's not getting much attention, actually. <laughs> Liz Cheney is, but uh, we have evidence. Uh, the House Oversight Committee has found documentation showing that Joe Biden was receiving $1,100 or $1,300 from his son yeah. Hunter's company. Some people may think, oh, it's only 1100 bucks. Oh, it's only this. Oh, it's only that. Uh, Rick, I'd like your take, I think first of all. They're saying it's, I think they said it was 1350 a month, and someone's trying to suggest that it was for, for Hunter Biden's Ford Raptor car payments, truck payments. 
that he was repaying the president. But it just so happened to, ha to happen at the same time that Hunter Biden got $5 million from the Chinese with no services rendered. And there was a lot of uh, scrutiny, or, or there should have been a lot more scrutiny on why he was getting all that money and what the purpose of it was. Well, we all know it was for influence. And there, what we keep hearing from uh, the Democrats and from the media reporting on these payments and on the investigation into the president, oh, there's no evidence. No one has produced any evidence. The evidence is there. There are all these emails that incriminate not just Hunter, but the president himself. The big guy gets his cut. It, it, they're, but they're choosing not to look at the evidence. They just keep dismissing the evidence mm. like they've got some residency in Vegas, like a magic show. You know, the Democrats are very talented in this case of hiding stuff that they don't want the public to pay attention to. And it's not just uh, emails. You know, we're actually seeing now bank transactions. I mean, this is actual data from a bank. You know, Mark, I think it's on conservative media a little bit. If the New York Times doesn't say it's a story, then conservative media, conservative media, too much of it is reliant on the left to make it a story. And then we complain about it as opposed to just doing the story. They need them to do it first before we go all in. Not we, but, you know, conservative media. And that has to change. Yeah, well, that's why we have Newsmax. That's what the value of it. You know, when you're getting a certain amount of money, a big amount of money every month, and it's direct deposited into your account from a corporation, that's called a salary. <laughs> you're an employee. That's, there's no other time that that occurs. Right. That's uh, you. You pay a bank. You pay a bank. You don't pay your dad. Uh, You're making automatic too much payments. sense over What's there. that, Rick? Sorry. What? <laughs> He's making too much sense. He's making too much sense. Well, guys, it's great seeing you both. Rick Leventhal, all you ready too. for Christmas. Thanks. Mark Simone, you've got some work to do in the decoration department. And I'll be right back. because of the, all the chemical that I, my uniform had it on. I was carried back inside. What happened afterwards is much less vivid. One of the invaders approached me like he was going to try to get past me and head down the stairs. I was stunned by what I saw. This is very bad acting. I'm sorry, I know cops. I grew up in a law enforcement world. This is not genuine, not genuine. And neither was this. That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that guys? This voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, No one had ever ever called me a while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. All right. I don't believe this. One I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know, there are cameras everywhere. They've released some snippets of footage. Why didn't they release that? Because hmm? it didn't happen did not happen, the N-word, unless they uh, had certain people working for the government say the, I don't believe this, I'm sorry. Look, that's Officer Harry Dunn. I don't like him. Uh, I'm reading his book, however. He came out with a book. I bought it. It's called Standing My Ground. I want to know more about these, uh, about January 6th, everything about it. You know, well, I'll get to that in a moment. First, I learned something very interesting from Harry Dunn. He may be onto something. Check this out. 
This is January 6th, right? That morning, after we had been given our guidance for the day, our supervisors told us to head over to the property area to pick up riot helmets. Hmm. Next. The officer behind the counter disappeared for a minute or two and came back with a bunch of cardboard boxes. Inside were what looked like brand new helmets. Okay. Next, please. So, here's what's strange about that. In my then 12 plus years with the Capitol Police, we had never been told to pick up riot helmets for an event. Hmm. Never, never, ever. And we've handled some very big, sometimes boisterous events. Hmm. I just don't understand why on that particular day before that event, the first responder unit issued helmets for the first time ever to my knowledge. And yes, yeah, some of the events he handled, I'd like to know. I'd like to know why. That's all. I would too, Harry Dunn. I really would. He said he 70,000 people at one event, you know, but only on that day. Now, he does say he's not accusing anybody of knowing ahead of time what was going to happen, that the Capitol was going to be breached, but he'd like to know why. That's all. That one day, helmets issued in the morning and never before. That's weird. Uh, I'm actually enjoying parts of his book. I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but you know what? Seriously, I don't like Harry Dunn, but I love him. I love everybody. Everybody's got a purpose. And I'll be right back. Have you heard about Newsmax Plus? You got to check it out. Newsmaxplus.com. Go there and check it out. Uh, you know, we had a stop bar free stream, but there's a way you can get access to all of our Newsmax goodies. Newsmax Plus, you can watch Newsmax on your TV, on your tablet, your iPad, your phone, wherever you are, whenever you're there. But you got to go to Newsmax Plus, okay? Newsmaxplus.com and all the great shows. Rob, me, Carl Higby, he's doing great. Eric Bowling as well. And Greta, too. She's all right. She is all right. Um, all right. We've been getting a lot of positive reviews. Hundreds of thousands of people have signed up for this. Uh, oh, you can watch John Voight's special series on Israel. The great actor, John Voight. What was that movie? Uh, the Champ. He was so good in that. And uh, the Cowboy movie, too. Anyway, and a lot of other things. Heat. Ooh. Uh, get Newsmax Plus today. It won't cost you anything to start, okay? No risk. Newsmaxplus.com, Newsmaxplus.com. Midnight Cowboy, that was the movie. I'll see you later. Oh, no, I have one more thing to show you. My daughter's birthday. Um, hit it. Happy birthday to you. She's two. Happy birthday to That's Madeline. Happy birthday. Annalise is very well behaved. Actually knows to blow out the candles. Watch. My mom and dad, Ray and Veronica Kelly, there. They are married almost 60 years. 60 years that this month. I wish I was there. I work nights at Newsmax. I love it, but I do have to miss the occasional birthday party. I'll be home soon, though, girls. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow. All the best.